Hey, good morning and happy Easter. If you're brand new to Avenue Church, my name is Jeremy. Along with my wife, we just have the honor and privilege of pastoring Avenue Church right here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, we are live from your living room today, all right? So if you're on your mobile device or if you're watching together as a family, make sure you tag us. Uh, tag me as well. I need to see you're watching. And Lord knows I need the social interaction today. And so I'm just so proud of our team. Uh, yesterday, the Easter Bunny, uh, he, he went out to all the kids that signed up and went to kids' homes, gave them eggs and a Bible. We have kids from all over the city. And so I am so proud of our A-team. Our A-team is amazing. You guys are incredible. So right now, comment, A-team, woo! I want you to give them a little love on, on all social media platforms. But this is the first time in our lifetime, in my lifetime, in our lifetime, that we've had Easter totally online. This is totally new, totally interesting. But how many know that we are in such a unique time, but there's one thing that'll never change. That 2,000 years ago, Jesus died on a cross and he rose again. How many know Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever? And so regardless of where we're meeting, how we're meeting, we are together as a church to celebrate the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That this one event forever changed history. That this one event has the power to change our life and our life today. And it's now because Jesus didn't just rise from the grave, he resurrected from the grave. I love 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. It says, celebrate with praises the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has shown us his extravagant mercy. For this fountain of mercy has given us new life. We are reborn to experience a living and energetic hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And so if you're taking notes today, the title of my message is Hope Has a Name. Now more than any other time, our world, the entire world, we need some hope. And that hope is in Jesus Christ. Now, I don't know if you've ever been let down before, or maybe you placed all your hope into something or someone, like the Chicago Bears, perhaps, or Tom Brady, you know, whatever your story is. But once upon a time, back in the old days, we used to leave our homes, and we used to go to a restaurant. We used to sit down and order. How many remember that, right? We used to order and look at pictures of food on a menu, and then they would bring it out. And there's been countless times where I look at the picture, and I go, oh, I want that. But how many have been let down when the food actually comes? I remember once I took my wife on a date to the Ritz-Carlton, all right? This is, you're dating, you're all right? Your boy made it rain. And I took her on a date and I ordered a steak. And so when the plate came, we were sitting down low and they brought this ginormous plate. I'm going, come on, taste and see. The Lord is good. I'm thinking this steak is humongous, the size of the plate. But when they put the plate down, it's this ginormous plate and that tiny little steak, I was let down. Now I want you to turn in your Bible to John chapter 11. John chapter 11. Get your iPhones out. Get your Bibles out. 
I know you're watching from, uh, from home. If you're watching on your phone, get, get the old school paperback out. I want you to turn to John chapter 11. And the Bible shares a story of two sisters who felt let down. They placed all their hope and they were let down. See, Mary and Martha, they had a brother who was sick. And so they called upon Jesus and they said, Jesus, we need you to come. Your friend Lazarus, he's sick. And here's what it says in verse 5. It says, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard Lazarus was sick, he stayed there where he was for two more days. After he said this, he went up to tell them, our friend Lazarus, he's fallen asleep. But I'm going to go there. I'm going to wake him up. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but the disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So he told them plainly, guys, listen, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I'm glad I was not there so that you may believe. But let us go to him. Now, there's so much in the scripture I get unpacked on Easter Sunday morning. But I want us to read in verse four. It said, when he had heard this, he said, the sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified in it. If you're taking notes today, I want you to write this down. Number one, Easter isn't about death. It's about life. Easter isn't about death. It's about life. It is not the end. It's just the beginning. See, Jesus said his sickness will not end in death, although Lazarus is dead. He died. And at face value, it looked like Jesus was wrong. But the key word here, he said, end. The key word is it will not end in death. See, death is not the end for God because we serve a God who deals with comebacks. See, I'm here to tell you, never put a period where God has put a comma. And right now we're in a crisis all across the world. And I'm so glad to see the numbers go down. I know we're praying. I know we're still believing for healing all across our land. But things may never return back to normal. But can I declare today that things are going to be better? I refuse to put a period where God has put a comma. God is going to do something amazing. John 10, 10 says this, The thief come only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And Jesus said, But I have come so that you may have life and life to the fullest. I'm here to tell you guys, Easter isn't about death. It's about life and life to the fullest. We serve a God who resurrects the dead, who resurrects dead dreams, resurrect us here on this earth, who gives us new life. COVID-19 is not a period. It's a comma. It is not the end because my God is a good God. So number one, Easter isn't about death. It's about life. But number two, Easter isn't about isolation. It's about closeness. That I want you to know today, on Easter Sunday, that God, He is with us. He's with us in every season, in the good season and in the tough seasons. That when I read this portion of Scripture, I see that Jesus was late. But you know what else I see? I see that He came to them. That Jesus was with them. That he knew this was taking place all along. 
See, in John chapter 11, verse 17 through 22, it says, When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet with him. But Mary stayed home. See, Mary is practicing social distancing, all right? And she feels abandoned and let down. Jesus didn't do it her way. He didn't do it on her timeline. She was, she felt let down and her brother is dead. And here's what Martha does. Martha comes out and she says, Lord, Martha says, if you had been there, if you were there, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. Again, I love this moment of scripture that Martha is upset. She placed her hope in Jesus and he let her down. And how many of us, we said the very same thing. How many of us said, if you had just been there, if you should have just done it this way, God, this totally would have been easier on me. And we've all asked that question. We've been raw and we've been real. But I begin to realize that Easter, it's not about isolation. It's about relationship. It's about a relationship with Jesus. You know, in my first year of marriage, my wife and I, we got married. We got into a rental home. And one particular morning, always wanted to do this. One morning, my wife, Pastor Lindsay, was uh, in the bathroom. And so I took a cup and put cold water in the cup and slide. We had a sliding door to go into our bathroom. So I slowly slid it in. And what I did is I walked in and I went, woo, right on her. She went, ah, I went, yes, I got her. I left the bathroom. Then she was done and it was my turn. And I laughed and we bantered a little bit. And then when I got into the shower, I am, I'm, I'm watching this thing like, like bad guys are about to come in. I'm fully expecting my wife to bust in with a cold cup of water to get me back. And I'm ready for her. Well, she never comes. I feel let down. She's not going to come in. And the moment I get rid of my shower, I turn the water off. I got to tell on. I opened the curtain and I said, it is finished. She is not here. And when I opened the curtain, my wife was standing there with a smile on her face. She took the garden hose from the backyard through the window, all right, over the master bed. And she started to hose me down like I'm in prison, all right? And I'm going, no, how are you doing? What's going on? <laughs> and the reason why I tell you that is because my wife, I love her. She is always one step ahead of me. And here's what I'm here to tell you today. Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 6 says this, Be strong and take courage. Don't be intimidated. Don't give them a second thought because God, your God. I love that. It's about relationship because God, your God, my God, is striding ahead of you. God's ahead of us. God knows exactly what's going to happen. He's got plans for our life. Plans not to leave us nor forsake us. Plans to give us hope and a future. He's right there with you. He won't let you down. He won't leave you. Mary and Martha are saying, God, where were you? My brother died, but I now know that even now, God, you won't let me down. Even now, you are still my Savior. That even though we're in a crisis, God is going to show up and he's going to show off. 
He's going to do it through his people. He's going to do it through his word that I believe things are going to be different, but they're going to be better because the deep comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. But Jesus has come to give us life and life to the fullest. Can I get an amen, somebody? Can you comment right now? Can you share this video? Because I believe I have a word from the Lord. Isaiah 41 verse 10 says, don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. So guys, Easter isn't about death. It's about life. Easter isn't about isolation. It's about closeness. It's a relationship. And number three, Easter isn't about pain. It's about purpose. Easter isn't about pain. It's about purpose. That the reason why Jesus went to the cross 2,000 years ago, because it was his purpose to give us salvation, to give us eternal life. And his purpose, he was driven by love. You know, I've always found it interesting that when Mary and Martha came to Jesus, here's what they said. They didn't say, Jesus, Lazarus, who really, really, really loves you, he's sick or he's dead. Here's their answer to him. They said, Jesus, Lazarus, whom you love. They knew exactly how to speak to the heart of Jesus. That I've learned long ago is not what I do that helps me to know God. It's all about how much God loves me. I understand a long time ago that they understood that what moves God the most is you, is his love for people. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that we can have eternal life. That the focus of the entire Bible is God's love for us. And now I got to tell you, that is the greatest news we can hear today. That God wants to save us. God died for us. Not because of what you've done, but because he loves you. He loves you with all his heart. Easter is all about how much God loves us. First Peter chapter 1, verse 3. It says, celebrate the praises of the God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's shown us his extravagant mercy. For his fountain of mercy gives us new life. We're reborn to experience a living and energetic hope through the resurrection of Jesus. This is last January. Our church had the honor and privilege to renovate four rooms in Warren Jeff's old home. If you don't know Warren Jeff, he was just a, he was a cult leader who did some evil and terrible things in his home. Well, now he's in prison for life and the Dream Center purchased the home. And so what we were able to do is we were able to renovate four rooms that are now to be used for hope and to be used for healing. Now I'm here to tell you today that a place that was once used for evil is not just renovated, not just repurposed, but it's now a place of hope and a place of healing. That the enemy thought he had the last word. He thought he'd won. But how many know we serve the resurrected king? That on this day, 2,000 years ago, Jesus died on a cross. And the enemy thought, yes, I won. I did it. He's dead. I tricked everybody. I manipulated everybody. 
But three days later, Jesus came out of the tomb. He resurrected. And it's not the end. It is only the beginning. Easter is about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And here's his response to Mary and Martha in John chapter 11, verse 25 and 26. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and I am the life that he who believes in me, though he may die, he will live. And you might be asking today, how do we get this? It's just believe. And we just need to believe in Jesus. Jesus, through Jesus, we can have hope for the future. We can have hope through the most trying time in our history. We can have hope to know that this isn't the end. This is not a period. But God is still at work. And so today, I want to ask you this question. Today, instead of celebrating Easter, will you experience Easter? Will you experience the hope that God has to offer? That during this time, right here, in your home, with your family, those that are you're watching online with you, I'm asking you today, can we make a decision to walk out of this crisis better than ever. Walking out of this crisis resurrected with new life in Jesus Christ. Totally brand new. Man, it's such an honor to be with you on this Easter Sunday online. But I would love to pray with you today. So if everybody, wherever you're at, will you bow your heads and close your eyes? Man, I would love the honor to pray with you. The Father in Jesus' name, God, thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for resurrecting. God, thank you today for doing it for us because you loved us. You loved us. And so, Father, I pray for those today that are dying on the inside. Father, I pray you begin to show them your resurrecting power today. Now, Father, I pray today that you begin to dig up new life inside of us. That, Father, may, during this time, maybe not shrink back, but maybe press on. Father, I pray you begin to give us hope Give us purpose again today. Now, maybe you're here today and you would love to give your life to Jesus Christ. Maybe you've been experiencing death in your life. Maybe it's spiritual death. Maybe you're unmotivated. Maybe you have no joy in your life, no purpose and no hope today. Man, I'd be so honored to lead you in a prayer. The prayer is not to join my church. The prayer is to help you to take a step towards Jesus, the resurrected King. And if that's you today, I want you to pray a prayer with me. Matter of fact, if you're not alone and there's people in the room, I want everybody who's watching online to pray this prayer with me today. Pray it out loud so that no one feels left out. I want you to say this. Say, dear Jesus, I need you. Say, thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for paying for what I did. So today... I receive your forgiveness. Say, be Lord of my life. Say, be number one. Say, with all my heart, the best way I know how, I'm going to live for you. Say, today, I give you my life. Say, I now know who I am. Say, I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God. Come on, everybody. Give God a shout. Give him a clap. I want you to comment today because someone just stepped into the hope that is called Jesus today. Hope has a name and his name is 
Jesus. And so I want to encourage you today, share this video. I want you to reach out to someone today. And I want you to know that God is in control. I love you, church, and happy Easter.